Thank you for listening to Fluidry Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, D, and I'll be here pushing the envelope just a little bit. But here you'll have chances to win Cash App and other prizes. So please tune in, stay tuned, and interact. Good morning and welcome back to Fluidry Podcast. It is your hostess with the mostest, D. Like you said in the intro, D. Um, so this is going to be episode two. Unfortunately, the first episode will officially not be on Spotify. I'm going to leave it on Tin Can. Um, it's not long. I believe it's like 30 minutes. So if you do actually want to check out the first episode, it's me rambling, trying to get my thoughts across like <laughs> this one's going to be, but it's a little more um, disorganized. So again, it is on Tin Can. And it's still called Fluidry Podcast on Tin Can. I don't think I'm going to delete it. It's just going to stay up for as long as I feel like it needs to stay up. Um, but again, it's called Fluidry Podcast, F-L-U-I-D-T-R-Y, and podcast. You know how to spell podcast. But episode two, we're going to start off with the idea of basic self-care turning into a privilege. Yes, I said it. Self-care has become a privilege. It's become too fancy. I remember when self-care was coming home from a long day of work or school, jumping in the shower, doing the work you need to do, and taking your last to sleep at a decent time so you can get some decent hours of shut-eye, some (laughs) wink-wink. No, self-care has become very, very much profitable. Very, very much profitable. Um, uh, and and you know where I'm getting my self-care videos from, you know, you know, it's TikTok. (laughs) I am a TikTok viewer. Even though TikTok is not for the people who look like me, but my For You page has a lot of people that look like me, so I fuck with TikTok. I find the good in everything that tries to cast us out. And I know TikTok is working on trying to snip, snip, snip us out of here. What are you doing on our platform, people of color? This ain't for y'all. So we're going to boost these videos up of white people devaluing you. And we know you're going to be stupid enough to respond and reply so we can get their (laughs) views up. But that's not even a topic right now. It's (laughs) self-care. We're going to jump back onto that topic a little later and how I'm going to tie that into self-care as well. But when did taking a shower with 49 different body washes become self-care? I'm confused. I'm so confused. If you don't want to use Dove anymore... Good. Good for you. Okay, sweetheart. Makes you feel like you're washing with lotion. Good for you. But what we're not going to do is hop our little goofy asses up here on all social media platforms and try to tell me that self-care is being in the shower for three, four, five hours like like hot water can't get cut off just to wash my motherfucking ass. When did self-care... When did self-care turn into people telling you, oh, if you have an odor between your legs, you don't, you should go to the doctor. Just use this summer's eve. Shove these pills up your coochie. Bitch, go to the doctor and find out what is really wrong with you. 
your insurance up so you could go to the doctor. What? When, like, when did self-care really turn into people telling you to wash your coochie with Summer's Eve and shove some pills up the cootie cat? I'm tired of TikTok. I'm, I'm, the, the, the good thing about TikTok is that sometimes it is, there's certain pages that it is a safe place to talk about, you know, what's going on down there between the thighs, your little vagina hole, like the actual vagina was going on up there. You know, your STD problems, all that stuff. That's great. That's lovely. I'm glad we have a space and a safe place for that. But y'all are being very careless, very deliberate, very uh, just misinformative to people who really don't have the resources or have the right thought process to search for those resources to help them out. Y'all want to get on social media and tell them to do the easy, dumb shit just to get rid of odor. Baby, there could be something going on down there. Go to the doctor. And if your doctor suggests, yeah, there's there's nothing going on in the actual vagina. You just need to make sure the bacteria around, what is the late, is it the labia? I don't know. But make sure that the bacteria that's trapped in there gets freshly flushed out washed out yeah you might be able to use summer's eve for that but come i rather i rather people start getting on social media being like yes you need to go to a clinic very much giving doctor's office before you sit there and tell people to go spend their money on products that can potentially lead to cancers (laughs) hello Hello, let, let us, let's ask your older aunties and your, your, your super, super older cousins that you call auntie because they're too goddamn old to be affiliated with the word cousin. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? How long have the old heads been telling them, hey, if you're a little wet down there, just throw some talky-ass baby powder on there. Now some of them got fucking ovarian cancer. No, but we, we want to pretend to be oblivious and turn a blind eye just because somebody behind a camera looks pretty and has the gall, the girth, the balls, the guts to hop on a camera and say, oh, this is what's going on between my legs. This is what works for me. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure when our kids have kids and we're still old enough to see commercials and listen to advertisements and shit, there's going to be a a commercial saying hey if you ever use summer's eve or this feminine body wash product it has been linked to certain cancers and you might be able to settle out of court you feel what i'm saying but no we, we we think because someone like i said is behind the camera looking pretty saying certain words and they have certain wordplay that we need to listen to them i don't care how black i am baby I don't care how much <laughs> how much the hospitals may be against what I look like and that I am a female. If something's going on with this cat, bitch, you finna open this shit up and tell me what the fuck is wrong with it. Or you gonna get your head knocked upside your motherfucking shoulders tip. Hello. 
Because, um, baby, I be seeing Summer Eve in a lot of people's showers when I be going over. But the problem is still persistent. Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. And if you ever feel like, oh, these doctors want to jack me up on, on um, you know, medication, antibiotics and all that. I don't want it to destroy my body. <laughs> Sometimes you might got to break that bread and go to a fucking, what is it, a herbalist? Or, you know, someone who deals with the more natural side of things. And you can take that approach. Um, if you have access to the internet. And you've went to school from pre-K to 12th grade. You, you, you didn't have to go any further than the 12th grade to know that since elementary school to high school, you will learn how you were taught. Sorry, you were taught how to critically think, how to obtain information on your own, the correct information. Then you know how to. I'm not going to say heal yourself, but you would know how to give yourself that self-care that your body needs to clean anything out of you for the low, (laughs) if you can. But you have to do that research. We need to stop looking at Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook as these educational platforms. Because most of the times they're not if you're not in the correct algorithm that you need to be in for that type of information, for that type of education. But yeah, self-care is not going on certain people's platforms to see what they do and then you do it. Next thing you know, you're halfway dead because it didn't work for you. Oh, excuse me. And to get on TikTok, (laughs) to get on TikTok and how raggedy they are with shadow banning, how raggedy they, they are with people who don't create things, but if they look like they're going to they're going to blow up off of the backs of people of color who probably admitted it. It is annoying. It is very much annoying. And I think to tie that in with self-care and the shit that does go on mostly on TikTok is people of color stop reacting. Stop interacting with people who are belittling you. There's not anybody on TikTok. I don't care if you're still in middle school, high school, or grown. If you're on TikTok, you're not stupid. If you're on TikTok or any social media platform for that matter, you know exactly what you're saying. I'm going to say it again. If you're on TikTok or any other social media platform for that matter, I don't care how the fuck old you are how set in your ways you are, you know what you said it when you said it. So when people of color who be getting on your comment section be duetting you, all this shit interacting with you to correct you, and sometimes drag your ass when you need it, we got to stop listening to the, the card that's being played of, oh, well, she's too young. She doesn't really know what she's talking about. She's just a kid. Where your mama at while you on social media? No, you was grown enough to say it. Now get grown enough to be dragged. And if they're older and, quote, stuck in their ways, unquote, uh-huh. no, baby, you too grown not to, not to learn, not to change your thinking habits, change the way you view people. Come on, like, no. But as people of color, we need to stop giving that light because that's the only way these white people 
are going to continue to grow and build their platform. Because nine out of 10, if you see most of these people who get on TikTok and on social media, when you get on their stuff and you scroll down to like the the beginning, it, it, it was never about bashing black men, black women, Hispanic men, Hispanic women, etc. people of color. It was never that. But when they did it and they saw that their views spiked up, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to keep running with it. Oh, I can say this, that, and the third, and I can get all these people to pay attention to the bullshit that I'm saying. They're going to they're gonna help me build my platform, even though I might not actually even feel this way. Y'all, we are giving attention to stuff that does not need attention. Hello, we're giving these people, these topics, these situations attention that don't need attention. That's self-care, being a whole race or a whole group of people who see that, oh, there's another group of people who, 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 I'm not an owl. <laughs> There's a whole group of people who dedicate their lives and their platforms to talk about us and the people who look like us, even look like us adjacent. They dedicate their lives to devaluing us. Why would I give that negativity attention? Because all it's going to do is grow. And that's all you see on TikTok mostly. You see one person... You see one person jump on the devaluing train of black women. For every one, there's a couple thousand. And then you have nothing, nothing but people of color just hopping on there, blowing those views up, blowing those comment sections up. And it's like, are y'all mad? Are y'all just, are we, are we mad? Like, are we mad mad? Or are we just trying to be in, like, this back and forth debate just so we can point out the facts and look right? Self-care is walking away. Self-care is ignoring it. You feel what I'm saying? That is what I see as self-care. Picking and choosing battles. You're going to have people, whether they're white or any other race opposite of yours, that are going to talk shit about you, that are going to devalue you. They're, they're going to be people that want to drag you down to their level so they can have these closed-minded, small-minded arguments. They're not even debates. They want to get into an argument with you because they have to release that energy somewhere or transfer it to somebody else. So why, as Black people, do we feed into it? Because people of color, you're not going to talk to us any other type of way. We're not our grandparents, right? We're not our ancestors, right? We don't got to be. You, you don't got to be. Showing is way better than talking. And I'm kind of tired of seeing people of color, mostly black people, Obviously, I'm black. That's why I keep referencing referencing black people. I can't really speak for the Hispanics. <laughs> I can't speak for any other, you know, any other culture like that or anything. But for black people, I just feel like if we really just sat the fuck back and was like, okay, let them talk. Because if you ever notice 
white people or people who sit there and bash other cultures and other races talk in circles. And it's like, oh my God, can you get to the point in the middle? Oh, that's right. You can't because there is no point. You're just trying to be a bigoted racist. And it, it, this shit still should not be affecting black people or people of color because the lesson is stop shedding light on it so it can stop spreading. Yes, as black people, we can still be highly and very favorably upset about our history, about the, the racism that still goes on now, the oppression that still goes on now. We can still very much be angry about it. But what do you think will happen if we really stop sitting on social media trying to fight it on social media? Like, like, what, like what do you honestly think will happen if we just put together protests without broadcasting it, broadcasting it on social media? Let's backtrack to um, Black Lives Matter earlier this year. Do you honestly think it would have been so, quote, violent, unquote, as it was or as it turned out to be if all these protests weren't broadcast so publicly. I feel like it would; those protests would have been so much more peaceful a lot longer and it wouldn't have been shot down to the point of, oh, look at these niggas burning burning down buildings robbing and looting and stuff if it wasn't so publicly broadcasted because remember remember when the social media of it died down so much and there was still protests for for weeks and months after all the bullshit on social media and it was so peaceful it was so peaceful so what does that say about <laughs> the people who want the narrative to stay the same. Oh, hey, yeah, we know people of color are going to broadcast <laughs> all this shit so we can come in, infiltrate it as much as we want. And it's still going to look like it's them because they sat there on social media and broadcasted it so much that when we come in and fuck it up, we don't have to say anything. So imagine coming in with nothing but peaceful protests, peaceful everything without saying shit, with secretly getting everybody together to actually get change done. Why the fuck do you think they hated the Black Panthers so much? How can y'all do this right up under our noses? And, and, and move a whole race forward so quietly for so long without us having our noses in it as much as they put it in at the end. To be honest, it seems like it's not the fact that Black people are trying to move forward and trying to, you know, collectively be better. It's the fact that, hey, why are y'all so quiet about it? How come we're only fucking it up after y'all benefited so long from it? That's how I start to see it. There's, there's no way in hell Black Lives Matter should have turned so rioty so quick. So quick. Because remember Black Lives Matter the first time? It, it got a little, yeah, yeah. It got a little hectic. 
but it took a minute to get hectic. Cause it wasn't it wasn't plastered on social media like that like that you in my in my case in my experience Black Lives Matter definitely started within like people just talking not not a whole lot of social media bullshit and that's where we fuck up self care needs to be more in hey move in fucking silence. Everything doesn't have to be bling bling showy showy. Hey, this is this is my next move. You need to see it. As individuals, we get it. Oh, I'm not gonna tell anybody about my next little business move. Y'all just gonna see it when it happens. But when it comes to actually fixing the black community, the people of color community, why do we have to broadcast it so much? Let's just do it. That's self-care. Self-care isn't something that needs to be plastered. Self-care is something that you just do. It's careless. It's selfless. Not careless. It's careful. My bad. It's careful and selfless. Not more so a secret, but you see it more than you hear it. And I just feel like as black people, we really got to... The things that we do as individuals, let's start doing it as a collective for the bigger picture. The bigger picture is to not still be oppressed. The bigger picture is to, oh, you want to you wanna be racist? Okay, we'll do it over there. Self-care is helping out the community. Even, even if the community doesn't like you, even when the community wants you to burn on a fucking cross... For black people, that's self-care. That's that's why black people are always going to be powerful. That's why people of color, not just black people, are always going to be powerful from within. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like people of color, they'll see a, <laughs> a kid on the street who doesn't look like them, but if, if that kid needs help, they're going to get it. Versus a white person seeing a kid of color on the street it, it 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 sucks to to hear and it sucks to say, but something bad might happen to that kid. Hello, I said it. <laughs> and ugh, this was really sad, and it was supposed to be a little more uplifting than what it is. But I'm starting to get a little sad because it's to me it's facts. You see it, like you you see the shit. And if we're gonna talk about race, like oh my goodness, let let's not just talk about you know um white people, white people being you know negative towards other races, but black people towards other black people, we need to stop pretending black people cannot be racist. Uh, this is the one thing I didn't like about, you know, the aftermath of the Black Lives Matter movement, even though it's still going on. But right now we're kind of in the aftermath of it all, I would say. Um, the entitlement that um, us black people start to have after a while. I get it. You know, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> I'm glad I'm black. <laughs> my next lifetime I want to be black there's something about this dark skin baby that I love 
But what I hate is the entitlement. Black people sometimes feel like they can't be anything but be black and die. Yes, you can be a racist. Yes, you can be a bigot. (laughs) Yes, you can act privileged. Uh, Especially when it comes to other races. Other races. 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 Especially when it comes to other races. It's... It's a little scary how carried away black people can get sometimes and then turn around and point the finger at, oh, but white people do that too. That doesn't mean you can turn around and be like that towards somebody else as well. You feel what I'm saying? But I, I, don't, I don't think segregation would be a good thing right now just because the simple fact I already know I already know how white people, social media and the government would try to flip that into something that it's not. Or is something, mm, uh, something that it's not. I'll just leave it at that. But I do feel like segregation would definitely help people of color right now. Because I'm not even about to lie. Desegregation definitely fucked up the people of color community a lot. And it sucks to say it like that, but it it, it fucked it up a lot. Um, I feel like people of color were definitely thriving a little bit before. Just a little bit. Like, they had their own their own land, their own stores, money circulated in the black community time and time and time and time and time. I think it was, what, 500 times before it left the black community? And then that got fucked up. That got fucked up. And then, ooh, here comes desegregation. Ugh. Knowing that white people don't fuck, oh my goodness, it, it definitely... It definitely messed this up. And to go back now to to segregation, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, but I do feel like it's needed, more or less. But to jump off that topic, because it got really, really gloomy and dark really fast. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So my next topic is going to be, oh, I don't want to talk about it, but it needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Um, I actually saw this question a lot, and I'm in a group on Facebook. Um, it's definitely been brought up a couple of times, but it is, why does no not really mean no in marriage? Where does that come from? I can't tell you where it comes from, but I can say it's definitely a thing, and it's definitely a catapult for most most people to cheat. And why is that? Why, why can't your wife or your husband be like, hey, yeah, you know, right now I'm not in the mood to have sex. Can we, can we put a pin in that? It, it, it's a problem. It's a problem. And some people do take it to the extreme. Some people just can't take no for an actual answer in a marriage. And it's scary. It, it, it's scary to think that some people can actually really be raped in their own marriage multiple times and what pisses me off is that people really believe that oh just because we're married and my partner says no and I continue to have sex with my partner it's not rape what 
So we can get that no means no when you're single or when you're dating or when you're just in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. No definitely means no. And you can respect that boundary. But why when getting married do people tend to blur those those barriers, blur those lines and throw a lot of gray into a black and white situation. We we live in a world where things that used to be just super black and white, and no, I'm not talking about race. I mean, very much in your face direct. Either it's a yes or it's a no. We live in a world where yes and no have... 10 million gray areas and then on top of that you can get away with the shit what i i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it and then um just to stay on the relationship topic if anyone can actually answer answer me this question why does no not really mean no in marriage hit the dms if you're following the instagram which is fluidry f-l-u-i-d-t-r-y dot podcast on instagram hit the hit my dm hit my inbox and answer that question so you have two questions to answer so far if i put that question in this one the first one i'm not sure but definitely this last one this last question why does no not mean no in marriage i really need some answers um but to stay on the relationship topic, why do we feel like it is okay to take advantage of our partners? Why? Why? And we make conscious decisions to do it. Why do we do that? I'm just going to end it with that question. And you can take it as... In any form, any way, it can be sexual to something very sexual to very, um, you know, very small. Like, hey, why'd you take five dollars on my purse, bro? You do it every Friday, bro. Why? But but why do in a relationship you feel like it is okay to take advantage of your partner? And we're gonna end this podcast on this question, and it will be the beginning topic of episode three of Fluidry Podcast. I'm going to ask one more time because it's a very serious fucking question. Why in a relationship do you feel like it is okay or why do you feel like it is easy for you to make that conscious decision to take advantage of your partners? You guys can hit the DMs with your answers. I would love I would love to feature all of your answers on the next podcast actually. So, yeah, Answer both of those questions. You'll be featured on the next podcast. And hopefully, hopefully the beginning of February and sometime right before Valentine's Day, we can start giving out some prizes. Yes, yes, yes. So how about this? Why does no not really mean no in marriage? If someone can give me a golden answer to that you might get a cash app for Valentine's Day. But it has to be a legit answer. And I don't want to have to find your answer on Google. Because I, w- I swear to God, I will Google everybody's answers just to see if you copied and pasted an answer from Google. I want an original thought. 
let's let's end this on learning how to be individuals even if you feel like your answer might be shitty at least you're being honest if you absolutely feel like in a marriage you cannot rape your spouse put it in the dms put it in the dms so we can talk about it like this is a this is a podcast this is a space where you can say anything you want where in the real world you will probably be ridiculed for what you say no you can say that shit here because all opinions matter all opinions matter so we're just gonna end that there thank you for tuning in to episode two i had a lot of fun making this follow all of the social media platforms and right now it's just instagram at fluidry.podcast f-l-u-i-d-t-r-y dot podcast on instagram everybody gets a follow back i follow everybody back so you will not be left out of the follow back train choo choo um if you do want to follow my personal instagram it's errors dot occur occur e-r-r-o-r-s errors dot occur o-c-c-u-r-s right so if you want to follow the personal one you definitely can but i highly recommend just the podcast instagram it's really popping on there. I try to post every day. If I do skip a day, then the next day I <laughs> post multiple times a day. Um, And to add on, I feel like Fridays are the days that I'll just go live on my podcast, Instagram. So tune into that on Fridays. Um, I don't really have a, speci- a specific time where I do go live and I do post my podcasts on Wednesdays. So, you know, just stay tuned. If anything, turn on the notifications. If anything. If you care. If you don't, that's fine. I'll still go live. <laughs> but, yes. Um, have a great day. Have a wonderful Wednesday, even though I'm recording this on Tuesday. But have a wonderful Wednesday. Keep your head up. And work harder every day to be an individual in a world full of robotic, brainwashed minds. Have a great day.